Have you ever tried like a 30-day challenge or a 90-day fitness program and felt like really motivated to start and sort of secretly kind of worried in your heart that maybe you weren't sure you could keep it up for the whole 30 days, or the whole 90 days? We tend to do that with weight loss, particularly with diets. We start out strong, we feel super motivated, but then there's this fear, this little fear in the back of your mind that says, what if I can't keep this up? What happens when my motivation wanes? Today, we're going to talk about that fear, how to address it, what to do about it, and the five-step process that is the skill of weight loss. If there's anything else about weight loss that you ever learn, this process will help you get to where you want to go over and over again. Ready? Let's dig in. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi there. How are you doing today? I hope you're feeling amazing because you're worth it and you deserve to feel amazing. I wanted to talk today about something that I hear a lot, which is some version of, I feel really motivated, but I am sometimes afraid that like, no matter what I do, I'm never going to lose weight, or I'm not sure that I can keep this up. Or sometimes you get to the other side of that fear and the motivation myth. And we say, I've just lost my motivation. What is this mythical motivation? Uh, I remember there was a time, um, my husband was, he was in the military and he was deployed and he came back from deployment and he said, Hey, I want to try this exercise program. It's called P90X. I'm like, what? P99er? And he said, let's watch this infomercial. I think, I think you'll really like it. I, I saw guys on the ship that were doing it and they were getting really in shape. So we watched the 30 minute infomercial. I'm like, that looks insane. Good luck with that. And he's like, well, I think I, we really could do it together. I'm like, no, go for it. I, I'm, I'm out. And so he's like, okay, so he does the first day, you know, he gets up at like five in the morning and he works out and he's just all excited and motivated and pumped up. He's like, this was so great. I think we should do it together. Come on. So he convinced me, of course, on like the hardest day of the program is like day two. He convinced me to start it and do it with him. And, but so we're like, we, we really wanted to be super in for the 90 days. We're not going to miss a workout because we wanted to give it our all and give it our best shot. And I remember I think he just, I don't, I don't know that I can do this for 90 days. Like what happens if I get sick? What happens if I want to quit? What happens if, if anything, you know, there were so many fears in the back of my mind of just, I am not sure I can do it. And there are so many times when we do that for a diet or a cleanse or, you know, whole 30 of like, there's, you got to go all in and we got this big surge of motivation, but, but what happens on the other side? And there's that fear voice in the back of your mind saying, maybe I can't keep this up. And we're like trying to shush it and say like, no, 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 la, la, it's not there. So how do you address that fear? First of all, it's really normal to have those slips and surges or rather surges and slips. That is human nature. We get excited about things. We make changes and then, you know, life adapts. Those changes become not so exciting anymore. Maybe we're not seeing the results that you wanted to see as quickly as you wanted. Life gets in the way, the dog pooped on the floor, whatever it is, things happen. And so it is very normal for it to feel like a roller coaster when, especially if you're doing like a big diet or big change, 
um, which is not something I'm a big fan of in the first place. But at any rate, those those that motivation surge and slip is normal. That is human nature. Second, number two, the fear voice is just your brain doing its job. Your brain is designed to protect you. It wants to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And it is avoiding pain by saying, it's almost like avoiding a future pain by saying, hey, careful, this may not work out. So like, let's just hedge our bets just in case. You know, maybe in the past you've had, you've tried a diet or you've tried a extreme exercise program and maybe you had success, but the brain remembers a disappointment, a time when maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And so it's trying to protect you from that pain, from that disappointment. Um, ironically, what that end, what that fear voice ends up doing is it, it, you end up experiencing that pain and disappointment now, as opposed to avoiding it in the future. Um, so our brains are designed to protect us. Sometimes it backfires, but nevertheless, when you have that voice of fear saying, "I just don't know if I can keep this up," it's okay. There's nothing has gone wrong. That is not you sabotaging yourself. It is not your brain being a Debbie Downer. It is your brain doing what it is supposed to do. It's trying to protect you. So everything is okay. The problem is when we feel like we need motivation to keep going, we put all of our eggs in the basket of motivation. And that ends up working against us because motivation is a feeling, just like happy, excited, disappointed, angry. Any kind of feeling comes and goes, ebbs and flows. The fact that motivation is high and then low is normal, just like you know when you feel happy or sad or you know, the, the ebb and flow of feelings, it's part of our human nature. That's the way feelings go. And motivation, just like any other feeling, comes and goes. So if you're relying on motivation to keep up with anything you're working on, you're setting yourself up for failure because motivation is going to surge and it's going to slip. It's going to wax. It's going to wane. What's really underneath that, you know, putting all of our eggs in the basket of motivation is actually a fear of failure. So let's actually call it what it is. Instead of that voice that says like, what if I can't keep it up? What it really is, is I am afraid to fail. And that's okay. Fear of failure is really normal. It is a natural human emotion. All of us have it. Again, it's just your brain trying to protect you. So I want to normalize the idea that we're afraid. It's normal. You're supposed to feel that way. And you don't have to because you don't have to put all of your eggs in the basket of motivation. So that sounds great, but what do we do about it? If fear of failure is normal, I still have it. How do I turn that around? What we do is we take that fear and you make it your friend. You might be thinking, uh, how do I do that? Let me start with a story. I want to tell you about Heather Dorenden. So in 2008, Heather Dorenden was a collegiate athlete Uh, She was a um, runner for the University of Minnesota, and she uh, was getting ready to run for the Big Ten Championship for the University of Minnesota. She was running the 800-meter race. Sorry, she was running the 600-meter race. And you should Google it. Uh, Her last name is spelled D-O-R-N-I-D-E-N. At least it was before she got married. This, there's, it's on YouTube. This, this race is amazing because she starts off And she starts off strong. She's running against the runner from Indiana, from Penn State. And she's coming close. She's like in second place. And with maybe one lap to go, she takes the lead. And just as she is passing the lead runner, 
she her back foot catches on her front foot and she trips and falls. And with a, a race that is only a couple of laps long, a fall that takes a couple of seconds to recover from is disastrous. And so she was in the lead when she tripped and she immediately gets back up. But as she gets back up, the other runners are 30 meters in front of her. And anybody would say, hey, it just wasn't your day. Good try. Like you, you had it. It just un- you were just unlucky. But she doesn't stop there. She gets up and she keeps going. And so with only one half of a lap to go, she's still in last place, but she's gaining ground. With one third of a lap to go, she passes the runner in front of her. So now she's in third place. With 10 meters to go, she passes the second place runner. So now she's in second place. There are 10 meters left to go. At any, anyone would say at this point, amazing comeback. You've done a great job but she keeps going. With the last step of the race, she steps in front of, she pulls in front of the lead runner, gets in front and wins the race. Heather Doradin's race, again, it's on YouTube. Check it out. It is so inspiring. It's symbolic. We can use it in so many different ways that, you know, falling down and tripping, you know, metaphorically is a normal part of life. And if we take that metaphor to weight loss, winning in weight loss is not a matter of running the perfect race. By any account, Heather's race was extremely imperfect. It was full of mistakes. And yet she still won. Weight loss is not about running a race with no mistakes. Every weight loss story has mistakes in it. Every success, every person who ever was successful at weight loss had made mistakes over and over and over again. Every single one. Winning and weight loss is a matter of persevering through those mistakes. Failure, mess ups, slip ups, eating too much on the weekend, going out with your friends and being like, oh, that was too much or holidays or emotional eating. These events in a diet scenario are the worst because I've messed up. Now I'm off the diet. I'm a failure. What I want you to understand is those fail ups, Those mess-ups and failures are not a problem unless you choose them to be. You can choose to let them be an opportunity. They are the stepping stone to success. You don't succeed in weight loss in spite of your failures. You succeed in weight loss because of your failures. Now, this is a really key distinction. What we need to do is understand slip-ups happen. Expect them. Literally, they're coming. You're human. You're imperfect. I am. In, I'm human. I'm imperfect. I make mistakes all the time. Expect mistakes to happen. And when they do, use them to your advantage. Let them help you. Let those failures be your friend. The only true mistake is letting a slip up be the reason for negative self-talk. And you tell yourself like, oh, this is why I can't succeed. This is why it never works for me. That is the failure. Instead of falling into that old trap, Take that slip up, that mess up that is going to happen and use it to your advantage. Use it to help you. If there is one, one key skill in weight loss, it is this. Use the mistakes. Use that failure as your friend that helps you. Every slip up is an opportunity. There is gold in every mess up and every slip up. 
because it has something to teach you. There is, there is the path, the pathway to success is through that slip up, through that failure. Weight loss is a skill. And like any skill, it is one that you can learn. The skill of weight loss is a five-step process. So you ready? Here are the five steps to the skill of weight loss. Step one, try something new. Step two, mess up. Step three, ask yourself with kindness and curiosity and compassion. Those are really important. What can I learn from this? Step four, use that answer to inform future choices. Step five, repeat. That's it. That is the skill of weight loss. Every failure is the pathway to your success. If you let it be, if you let it be the reason why you can't succeed and you use it for evidence against yourself, then you're right. You won't succeed, but that's baloney. You're better than that. Use your failures as the opportunity they are, as the stepping stone for your ultimate and inevitable success. Because when you mess up, you can ask yourself kindly with curiosity and compassion, huh, I wonder why that happened. The dialogue in your head is crucial. No shame allowed. Let me give you an example. So I've been at this a while. You would think I knew better. But last weekend, last Friday night, we didn't have much going on. And so we had the TV on and I just started eating mindlessly. And I was not paying any attention. And before I knew it, I had had like I don't know, three servings of snacks. And then I had dinner and then I had some dessert as well. And by the time I was ready to go to bed, I was like, I feel gross. And the next morning, that old shame talk came in and said, oh, why did you do that? First of all, the old shame talk is normal. It's going to happen. It's going to come up and catch it. Say, oh, hi. Hello, shame voice. I knew you were coming. I was expecting you. Turn it towards an opportunity. Say, okay, what am I going to do to learn from that? So I was thinking to myself, why did that happen? I wasn't upset. I didn't feel like I was emotionally eating over things. Uh, why did I end up eating more than I planned? Why do I feel gross this morning? And I realized I just was mindless. I just wasn't present. I just wasn't thinking. And that happens. And it's okay. So now I know next Friday night when the TV is on and it's been a long week and I want to chill and relax... I can remember, okay, I want to be a little more present than I was last weekend. Instead of having three servings of snacks and then dinner and two servings of dessert, I can be present and ask myself, am I actually hungry at this moment? What am I really need? What am I looking for? Instead of tuning out. And so that was an example of what could have been the old path where I, you know, made a slip up, woke up the next morning, same old shame talk. I can't believe I did that again. And it could have gone down that same old shame spiral of doom. Instead, catch that shame talk and say, okay, what am I going to do differently? How can I learn from that? With curiosity and compassion. Love yourself through this. Love yourself through the mistakes because you are worth it. You are human. You're going to make mistakes. Expect it. And let them be the gift that they can be to you. One thing that I even did... When I was really deep into my uh, journey of trying to figure out how can I use my mistakes as uh, opportunities, as, as as a way to grow, I actually kept a note in my phone, like you've got the notes app in your phone. And I confess that the, the self talk in my head wasn't great. And I was so embarrassed 
by the writing the thoughts down that were in my head that I labeled the note in my phone note because I would didn't not that anyone ever picks up my phone, but I didn't want anybody to see the thoughts that were in my head. And so I was like, nobody is going to go snooping around and look at a note labeled note and read my thoughts to myself. But I still I needed a place to get my thoughts out of my head and into the phone or somewhere else so that I could look at them and look at those thoughts with curiosity as opposed to just believing they were all true. And as soon as I would write down the thoughts in my head of like, oh, I was thinking this or, you know, it it helped me realize oh, the reason why I had two servings of dessert that night was because uh, I was upset about the grade that my you know son got in class or I um, was doing fine all day, but then you know I got a phone call from so-and-so and that distracted me and I wasn't paying attention, whatever. By, by curiously investigating what happened, what, what was I feeling, what were my emotions, it enabled me to kind of reverse engineer what were the things, what were my triggers that led me to a slip up. And then I could be aware of them. Certainly not perfect the next time, but I could do 1% better, 2% better the next time. So I could be a little bit more aware and make tiny bits of progress over time. So if you need a space to get your thoughts out of your head, and so you can reverse engineer, why did that mistake happen? Create a note in your phone, label it note. Nobody's going to look at it, I promise. But give yourself the gift of curiously investigating what's going on with those slip-ups and those mistakes and use them to your advantage. So quick recap, the five-step process that is the skill of weight loss that turns any failure, any slip-up to your friend, into your friend, is this. Step one, try something. Step two, mess up. Step three, ask yourself with kindness and curiosity and especially compassion, what can I learn from this? Step four, use that answer to inform future choices. Step five, repeat. You are amazing and you are worth the opportunity to learn and grow one little baby, tiny half percent step at a time. All right, if there is one tiny step that I want you to put in practice this week, here it is. I want you to think of the week ahead, the week coming up. Expect that there's going to be some choice that you make that's less than perfect because number one, perfection is not a thing. And number two, you're human. It's normal. Expect it. It's happening. It's okay. When that less than perfect choice happens, welcome it. Think, yes, this is an opportunity to learn. Whatever happened last night or yesterday or 10 minutes ago is helping me figure out my pitfalls and developing my own personal system that works for me because no diet out there knows you as well as you know you. And this is the opportunity for you to get to know yourself better, get to know your your triggers, your, your things that, that get in the way of your success. And now you can learn from them and plan for them. So what can you do to learn from that slip up? No shame, no judgment, just learning. Maybe there was a stressful moment in the day that led to emotional eating later. Maybe you were bored. Oh my gosh, boredom eating is really a big challenge. I always thought it was like, no big deal. Boredom eating is a thing. If you're bored and you ended up eating, learn from that. What's going on? Maybe you zoned out in front of the TV. Whatever happened, there is gold in that moment just waiting to teach you something. So how can you look at that slip up as a gift and use it to make you stronger instead of using it to beat yourself up? Okay? Listen, you are really good at learning new things. 
You can learn this too. You've got this. Remember, love yourself. What have you got to lose? Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.